Monday motivation. Start your week off flying high. Monday motivation. It's your time to rise and shine. All right. Wonderful. Happy Monday, guys. I am here with Karen Holmes. Is that right? Yes. All right, Karen Holmes, she is a writer. She has a blog called Inspired by Faith. And today we're going to hear a little bit of her background, a little bit of her story. And I think this is going to inspire you that you're listening to this because we only have two more Mondays until the year is over. Two more Mondays. And I'm so happy to have you, Karen, here with us. Welcome to Monday Motivation Podcast. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I am really honored that you asked me to come talk with you today. Um, I hope that, yeah, I think that it's going to be a great, a great session. Wonderful. All right. So the first question I have for you is, Karen, what is your story? Where, what is like, can you share who are you? (laughs) Thanks for asking. Um, So I'm Karen Holmes. I was born and raised in California but I am now living in Northern New Mexico. I've been married to my husband, Matt, for almost 10 years. And we have three little boys. I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. We are homeschooling the two oldest, which is crazy, but fun. Um, And let's see, I went to law school at William & Mary in Virginia, and I graduated in 2007. So I've been practicing law off and on for the last 10 years. And right now I have a very, 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 very small law practice. <laughs> just, you know, word of mouth, doing things for friends. Because with the homeschooling, I'm just trying to keep my foot in the door a little bit with the law. Um, let's see what else. Fortunately, we don't have to rely on my law practice my husband, you know, his job is able to cover the things that we need. And so I feel very privileged to be able to stay at home with the kids and to homeschool. So it's made for a busy life, but really fun. And I am so thankful that God has given me a career with a law that I can do out of my home. I'm still bringing in a little bit of income for my family, but at the same time, it gives me so much freedom and flexibility to be with the kids. It was not a career that I ever planned for myself. I did not come from a family of lawyers. I never wanted to be a lawyer. You could even say that my family in a way was sort of anti, anti lawyers. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I was just in a position in life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had some mentors who kept saying, you know, you could be a really good lawyer but I didn't want to be a lawyer. So I went to paralegal school for a year and all of my professors were saying, why aren't you in law school? So I felt in a way that God almost brought me to this point where I felt like if not law, then what? Um, It was a difficult time in my life. That was about 2002. My dad had just been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and pancreatic cancer these days people have, it's maybe a five-year life expectancy, if that. And so we knew that his days were numbered. Um, And so it was kind of a crazy 
challenging time, but I just felt like God had brought me to a place where, you know, if not law, then what? So I made the plan and the decision to go to law school. So I went to law school. My dad, um, my dad died in 2004, right before I made my decision about where to go. And so the, the first year of law school is definitely just sort of a year of survival my faith at that point was not particularly strong. And so I really went through a time of doubting and just, I knew that God was there, but not really, not really practicing or acting out my faith in any way whatsoever. Um, so after law school, I went back to California and I met my husband, Matt on match.com. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're one of those stories. Um, And when I met him, it was kind of fun because he was in the midst of planning a big adventure with some of his friends. They were going to buy a boat and sail around the world. And we met and long story short, we got married. His friends kind of bailed out of the trip after they bought the boat. And so he and I with very little sailing, like actual sailing experience, we sailed from San Francisco down to Mexico and then Mexico across the South Pacific all the way to Australia. It took us about a year. Wow. Are you guys dating at the time? Is that what? <laughs> no. So we had gotten married. Let's see. We met in 2007 and then, uh, or 2006. And then we got married in 2009 and left on the boat trip in 2010. Wow. Yeah, so it was kind of like our honeymoon. Honeymoon. <laughs> but, you know, after a while, I started thinking, this isn't much of a honeymoon. Like, I want someone else to clean and someone else to cook. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this all on a boat. What am I doing? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of an interesting adventure. Even the lead up to it was very filled with drama. It was like a soap opera with, with my husband and the two guys that he was trying to do all this with. Um, and I wasn't quite sure where I fit into the picture because I was, I was piggybacking on their dream. It was supposed to be three single guys going on this boat trip around the world. And then Matt and I got together and got married and yeah, it felt a little bit like a third wheel, but then I think it ended up working out. And, um, it was funny as I was living in San Francisco at the time and I was just reading this random this random book. And I, in the book, I came across this verse that said, um, those that go down in ships, they will see the face of God. And I instantly had this feeling that this boat trip was also for me, that it, it wasn't just my husband and my husband's dream. This was something that was going to speak to me. And I mean, the boat trip was amazing in a lot of ways. It was really, 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 really hard in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. it ended up even though my husband is actually an atheist, the boat trip, his boat trip, his dream actually ended up being one of the things that has brought me back around in my own, in my own faith. So now we're here in New Mexico, you know, with kids doing life and yeah, I guess that's kind of my story. (laughs) No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So you started a blog you have, it's called Inspired by Faith, right? Inspired to Faith, yes. To Faith. So why did you do that? So I've, well, I first started a blog way back in 2007 when I was studying for the California Bar. And 
it brought me a lot of comfort to be able to share my concerns and my thoughts and my feelings about everything. And it built a little community. People really seemed to resonate with some of the same fears and challenges that I had. Um, after the bar, when we were getting ready for the boat trip, I had another blog for the boat trip called Weatherhelms. And that too was recording some of our adventures on the trip, but it was also a place where I could share some of the deeper emotions that I was going through. And again, people really seemed to, to resonate with that. And after we had kids, I just, I couldn't write. I didn't know. I just sort of lost myself a little bit with the challenges of motherhood and the new life and moving and all that sort of thing. Um, and so this year has kind of felt like the perfect storm in a way. My youngest turned three. I'm on the verge of 40. Um, and I, I heard this podcast. I'm not sure if it was Michael Hyatt or if it was one of the, um, the Kathy Heller podcast, but there was something along the lines of don't die with these gifts still inside of you. And um, earlier in the year, my mom had moved and she had brought back a bin full of my old journals and my old writings. So I was going back through there and I have hundreds and hundreds of pages of Bible study thoughts that I've had and journaling and insights and poems and all of this. And I just had this, I had this feeling that maybe it's not all for me. Like maybe my writing is not just for me. And it sort of spurred me to start a new website um, where I could share some of the things that I've learned over the years. Some of, because all of my writing has been me trying to inspire and encourage myself towards faith. That even in the difficult moments and the challenging times of life in the, in the middle of my thoughts, questioning whether or not God was even real. I just kept coming back to my faith and my hope. And so I just, I was just really sitting with this feeling that, you know, all of these, all of these thoughts and writings might not just be for me. They need to be shared. And then this idea of don't die with your gifts inside of you in my head, I'm imagining, you know, someone coming and cleaning out my house and just finding, you know, a hundred journals filled with stuff and thinking, why did we not know? Like, why did we not know about this? Why did we not hear about her heart or know these things? And, um, and so the inspired to faith right now, it's, I'm just using it as a place to hopefully encourage people who come across it to share some of my stories and the things that I've gone through and how I just keep coming back to my faith. Um, and I know in scripture, one of my favorite scriptures, it says, um, you know, if you seek him with all your heart, he will be found by you. Like if you keep turning towards faith, you will get something, you will get something from it. Oh, that is so cool. I love that you describe like a few years, if somebody comes to clean your house, they will find all those journals and see why, uh, why, why we did not know about this. I love that because that's a perfect picture about the gifts. Because I really believe the gifts that God gives us is not for us. It's for right. us. And if your gift of writing already blesses you, can you imagine everyone else, you know? 
Yeah, right. And, and I think as you have experienced, once you, once you feel brave enough and have the courage to put something out there, it's kind of amazing the response that will come back from, from people saying, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you could do this. Or this is so incredible. You know, meanwhile, you've been sitting with this fear for so long of like, what will other people think? Not knowing that, that you have those gifts for a reason. And that reason is to share. No, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the journey that's got to gonna th- that God is taking you. I'm excited to see all the books that you will release, uh, the devotionals. It's gonna be beautiful, oh, really. And you are a good speaker too. So all that can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, do you feel that this is the calling? Your calling. So I, I believe that my calling first and foremost is to my family, to my kids and my husband, to the relationships that God has placed right in front of me. But at the same time, I very much feel that he has given me a gift to be able to speak to people in some way through my writing and that I'm not supposed to hide that anymore. I'm not supposed to deny that part of myself anymore. Um, I'm still, I'm still figuring out kind of what exactly, um, I need to share. Like I can feel this something burning inside of my soul, like wanting a voice. And I'm still kind of, you know, narrowing in on what that message is supposed to be. But I do feel that one of my callings is definitely to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable about the doubts that I've had, you know, the prayers that I've said when, you know, my voice is speaking the words, but in my head, I'm like, is Jesus even legit? You know, is God even, is God even real? Have we all just been brainwashed by this? Um, you know, the, to be vulnerable about the things that have happened in my life, the things that I'm not proud of, but I, that I've learned from that God has really redeemed in my life. Um, so I very much feel that that is what, that that is what my calling is, is to try to encourage and inspire people, um, towards faith to take those big questions, those big problems, those struggles, um, the things in your past, the choices that you make today to take all of those things to God and to seek after him, um, you know, to choose faith, to choose courage, you know, to not, to really step into who God has made you to be and to not be so afraid of what the world is going to think. Right. Um, so yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So uh, can I say that um, the future that you see is continually to inspire people through faith, through encouraging is that the future? That's the journey that you feel you'll be racing towards? Yes. Now that I, now that I feel like I'm fully wanting to accept myself as a writer and to be vulnerable in that, to, st- to really step out in faith in that particular area of life. Um, I do feel, yes, that that's what I want to do. I have several ideas for books that kind of explore those themes of 
fear, um, mother and daughter relationships, um, you know, doubt and questioning. And I, I feel like sometimes, you know, in literature, a lot of things tend to be black and white, that there's not a lot of, um, a lot of fiction out there that really talk about kind of the modern problems that people have when, you know, how do you reconcile science with faith and going through a journey where maybe, you know, maybe when you're younger, you are a really strong believer, but then life happens and, you know, maybe you start to question or something comes up and you just, you're, you know, you fall away from your faith. And so I, so I kind of feel like I want to almost walk the line between, you know, like a secular, um, a secular audience and a Christian audience, just addressing some of those questions that sometimes people are afraid to talk about some of those issues that a lot of, particularly a lot of women out there have, um, regarding fear. I mean, you know, we think of the, the current Me Too movement, but these women who have, you know, have really suffered, um, a lot in relationships and encounters and have a lot of fear surrounding that. So to talk about fear, to talk about um, just some other issues that aren't particularly popular within the Christian culture, but that a lot of people are dealing with. And so I don't know, I don't know exactly where I'm going to end up, but that's kind of where my heart is right now. And with my husband, not being a, not being a believer, not sharing the same faith that I do. I feel like that also gives me, kind of an interesting insight into how, you know, how people can think about our faith from the outside. And so, so I kind of want to explore those things, but you know, most of all, I just want to encourage and try to inspire people that no matter what they're going through, that there is a God out there who loves us and who accepts us just as we are and will meet us when we seek him. That's wonderful. Karen, what is the one word or a quote that that is your favor and can you tell us why okay so I might cheat because I kind of have to um but probably my my all-time favorite quote for this point in my life um I don't remember the woman's name who said it. I was trying to find the podcast that I got it from, but it was this like 80 something year old woman who was on a podcast for Heather McFadden's God Centered Mom. I think she's don't mom alone now. Um, but this 80 something year old woman and she was talking about fear and she said, there is no grace for your imagination. And that has brought me a lot of comfort and really spoken to me because so often, you know, something with my kids or whatever, you know, let's say I'm going away for the, for the weekend and leaving my kids, my mind immediately goes to all of the things that could go wrong, all of the ways that they could be hurt, all of the ways that I could be hurt. And I can almost become just like paralyzed with that fear. Mm -hmm. But this woman's point was that you know, anytime that we imagine those sorts of things happening, we cannot possibly fathom the grace and the beauty that God will provide for us in that moment. You know, in, in our own imagination, all we can feel is the fear and the anxiety, you know, that would, and the, the grief that might come from something bad happening, but we can't, we can't imagine just how much grace and mercy and peace and presence God will provide if that actually came to pass. And so 
a lot of times when I find myself, you know, lying in bed at night in the dark and I'm scared of somebody breaking into my house, you know, I'll just sit there and just say, there's no grace for my imagination. Like no matter what happens, God's grace will be sufficient for the moment that I, you know, I can't, I just can't imagine how the awesome, the awesomeness of his presence if something difficult did come to pass. So that's one of my favorite quotes. Um, There's no grace for your imagination. And um, my motto, my personal motto for this, for this time right now, and my life is kind of similar, just choose courage. That's what I'm telling myself every single day when I get asked to do a podcast, (laughs) you know, part of me says, no, I like, I can't do that. I'm going to sound like, you know, I'm going to sound dumb. Um, And I just think, no, choose courage. You know, I don't want to look back on my life and see that it has been controlled by fear. I want to step out and choose courage and choose faith. That's incredible. That's beautiful. I never, this is why I think this is so profound that you are here and you're speaking. I knew a lot about taking hold of the power of imagination because how important that that was because mm-hmm. we start feeling even like your heart start beeping, like going fast, just with your imagination, just yes. imagining something, you know, taking hold of that. But I have never heard before this this way that you put it, that there's no grace for my imagination, which is which it means to me when you when that spoke to me is when I am trying to imagine the worst of things, there's no grace in there. Mm-hmm. So get out of that place. You know, what if this happened? What if that person is still my idea? What if this person is still that? What if this doesn't work? Or what if you don't buy that? You know, there's no grace for that because most, if we make our lives and journey towards that way of living, then we're already lost. Yes. Right? We're already lost it before even there's anything. But if we just take hold and choose courage, which is that which just you said, choose courage. You never know the places that you can be, the things that you can do, the doors that can open exactly. through, the, through the choices that we make. Right. And it's so amazing because I was afraid of doing a podcast too. <laughs> I was, I said, I will sound horrendous. <laughs> time to do and I kept saying like I think for like three years I kept telling myself why I wasn't doing that Mm -hmm. not doing this because I I don't have this and I don't have a really good microphone and I don't have a sound system that can do that and then finally I just made a decision I choose courage and I knew that that the podcast was not going to be perfect I knew that, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I was going to show up and be here anyway, because sometimes, or most of the times, when we have like people like you that come and speaks something like this, is a revelation. It's literally a revelation that can change our lives forever. So I I am so thankful that you choose courage. I'm so (laughs) thankful that you show up and you came. And you spoke, and I hope that those words will last forever. And I'm excited to see, it will be fun to see five years from now, 
you you have your, all your books out <laughs> and you're making videos okay all that <laughs> and then we'll be like do you remember that very first podcast in 2018 I was so nervous and now I'm here on tv it's great <laughs> you know so that's the baby step is one thing at a time one day at a time and just surrender encourage encourage but you have showing us a great display of that And I can't wait to hear and to, to read all your books. I'll be cheering for you, Karen. You are incredible, so beautiful heart. I'm so glad I met you through the Don't Keep Your Day Job podcast. With I know. <laughs> I love that woman. So we're so grateful for her. And I'm so grateful to actually meet you. And um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, I like it was... Like I was saying um, before we started recording, but I just, I love your, your paintings and I feel really inspired for you. I don't even know all of your story yet, but I, you know, I look at you and I think she did it. She's one of the doers. You know, she didn't just talk about, you know, talk about, oh, someday I'll have an art business. Someday I'll, you know, have my paintings out there. You actually have it. You have an Amazon store, you know, and this Etsy store and, So I really appreciate you stepping out in courage with the podcast and with your store and not, not giving into that fear and that worry of, you know, what people will think or will you succeed or whatever, because yeah, it's people like you that help give people like me <laughs> encouragement and inspiration. So thank you so much for letting me be on your podcast today and tell your story and get to know you a little bit better. So thank you. Thank you, Carrie, the best.